In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the fall of 1969, Senator Gaylord Nelson proposed the idea of a grassroots demonstration to be held in the spring of 1970. They had been building for a number of years with the growing awareness of the pollution to our air, our water, our rivers, and our lakes. In the spring of 1970, the very first Earth Day, 40 years now, 20 million demonstrators took to the streets, college campuses, in order to raise awareness of the issues. Since then, we've seen, I suppose, a fair amount of wackiness connected with Earth Day, but also some good things as well. I like to think that it was Providence that Earth Day was located within the season of Easter because it allows you and I as Christians to consider ourselves and our relationship to God's earth within the context of the Christian story. Think about it. The first three days, God created space within his world. Next day, three days, he filled those spaces with creatures of every kind, and then he created his human creatures. His human creatures kind of ruined things. And so when God decided to reclaim, restore, and renew his creation, he began at the point where the damage began, his human creatures. And so the resurrection of Christ, in his resurrection, the new creation is burst forth and continues with you and I, the new creatures of God, and finally ends and culminates with renewal of all creation itself. In the meantime, you and I live in a groaning creation, according to Paul. A creation that groans beneath its bondage to corruption on account of the curse. A groaning that calls us to repentance, for it is on account of us. At the same time, the creation longs an eager anticipation for the renewal and to be set free. And that, in a sense, calls us to hope and to embrace the goodness of God's creation. Consider the first point. Creation groans under its bondage to corruption. This is not how God intended it. God created the earth in order to be bounteous, to be fruitful, to be a blessing. But when God had exercised judgment upon his human creatures, he did so by means of the very earth that gave us life. We were made from the earth for life on the earth. You and I cannot deal with God apart from the creation. God does not deal with us apart from creation. And so just as he created us through his earth, so now throughout the Bible we see God exercising judgment with plagues and droughts and floods. And to this day, the curse upon creation wears us down until we are ground back into the dust ourselves. The creation also groans on account of us for a different reason than most people think. A lot of times Christianity is accused for, its, for damaging the earth on account of the command to have dominion. That's not quite what Luther th seems to think. He says that dominion was so that we would live in harmony with the earth. We lost dominion. That's the problem. We have lost our dominion over the earth. The dominion is God intended. And so we live as shadows of our former selves, even cause it corpses of the first human being. Our faculties have become 
leprous, he says. We no longer have true insight into trees and herbs and animals. To be sure, we exercise ingenuity and skill that gives the appearance of dominion. But in the end, for Luther, it's an empty title. The groaning of creation and bondage cause us to repentance, for on account of us, it was subjected to futility. But at the same time, the creation groaning cause us to hope and to embrace the goodness of God's creation. For when God decided to rescue his human beings, it was to reclaim and restore his entire creation, not just us. From the beginning with the covenant with Noah, all the way through Isaiah, Hosea, God makes a covenant with his entire creation. You might say it begins with Jesus, continues with us, and culminates in the renewal of all things. You and I have been set free by faith to once again open our senses and perceive the magnificence of God's creation. I mean, I'm 52 years old, and I think about how often I've walked through God's creation, totally oblivious to the beauty and the marvels of all that he has made. As Luther put it, faith allows us to see creation that creation is the Bible, our Bible in the fullest sense. Quote, this, our house, home, field, garden, all things, where God not only preaches, but by using his wonderful works, and I like this, but also taps our eyes, stirs up our senses, and enlightens our heart at the same time. Taps our eyes, taps our ears, pay attention, listen, see my works. When we do, as N.T. Wright put it, We can look at this creation in some ways as a beautiful violin. We can admire its craftsmanship, but the violin holds the promise of producing incredible music. That's the creation to come. The longing of creation also causes us to embrace our own care for creation. We have been set free from the need to possess, to control creation for our own purposes. We can now once again look after our neighbor, and there's no way we can love our neighbor apart from taking care of the air, the water, the soil upon which our neighbor's life depends. Take these away, and our neighbor dies. And we can still see in our care of creation traces, vestiges of that original dominion, however poorly administered they may be in the interim. Luther suggests that these traces of our dominion should awaken our hearts to anticipation and hope of our restoration to creation and the life that we will live in the new creation. So when we restore habitats, when we clean water, when we take care of the air and the soil, anticipate our own work in the new creation. As a Lutheran pastor in Warrensburg, Missouri put it, Joel Kurtz, our faith should be at home with the earth, which after all, is the realm of the new creation through Christ's work of redemption. To what end? If you think about it, in light of Psalm 148, all of God's creatures are like an orchestra, each an instrument designed to sing the praises of God. You and I were created to lead all of creation in the praise of God, both now and into the new creation. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.